Hello, Horror Fanatics! I'm Frank. And I'm Jen, and we welcome you to our weekly podcast. Oh! The the Horror. horror. Thank you for joining us as we dive deep into all things horror, supernatural, scary, and downright creepy. If you like what you hear, rate, review, and subscribe to add us to your regular rotation of podcasts. You can also submit any ideas, comments, and suggestions. Suggestions. Yeah, those two. To our email address at oth at seriouslydecent.com. And you can visit our website, ohthehorrorpodcast.com, to view all of our view. Listen to all of our episodes, our back back catalog. Yeah. But you could view bios. You could view bios Uh, correctly. uh. Correct, correct, correct. Connect to our Facebook group and Instagram account. Yes, you can. You can do all of those things. Yeah. Good ice cream day today. Oh, it was the best ice cream day. Today, oh, today, today was the day. Today was the day I've been waiting for since last, last year. Last year. Yeah. Salted caramel truffle is back. Mm-hmm. Oh. And I, for one, could not be happier. It's unlike anything, really. Because, oh, like, normally I go there, I'll get four scoops in a dish, and I'll get four different scoops of different flavors. Correct. Yes. I went three scoops of just a salted caramel truffle. Ditto. Thanks, Rockstar Ice Cream. Yes. Wait, do we want to tell everybody where it is? Because yeah, I think so. I don't want to be competing against people. I just said Rockstar. Okay. There's only a handful of people listening that'll actually know what Rockstar is. Okay. And then there's everyone else that's just like, whatever. What's the fucking topic? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Noted. Case in point. Satanic Panic today. Episode 28. 28. Yeah. Yep. Boy, it was so great to relive the good times of our childhood and researching the satanic panic. Boy, ah, memory lane. Yeah, you know, it's weird because it it really, uh, it went off like a bomb. Oh. I mean, there was like a little creeping. There was a creeping bit to it, and it was a little creeping, creeping. Yeah. And I got a a pretty, while I was doing this, I, I had some pretty decent insight, I think, I think I know what happened here. I think I think I really know what happened. And we're going to get deep into the the bits of it, but after the Yeah, after it I I I got a few things I want to bounce off of you. Okay. And see what your thoughts are cuz it's uh yeah, it was a weird time period. It really, it really was. And especially to grow up in it. Yeah. I mean, I can't say what adults would feel like, but to grow up as a kid. Uh, it had its moments. Satan was Literally everywhere. It was in your TV shows. Mm-hmm. It was in your toys. Movies. It was in your music. It was in your movies. Mm-hmm. It was in your everyday. Yeah, but there was kind of different layers of it. So like yeah. you had you had yeah. like the music bit. Yeah. And that was going on for a while. Yep. I didn't have the exact dates. I fudged that part up. But but basically, it was the early '80s. It was early '80s, it but went, it was leaking uh, through there because yeah. you had like bl- bands like Black Sabbath and stuff like that, and well, Ozzy Osbourne was coming up. Yeah, and they, yeah. They had their kind of layer in it, and I think you know for a start of it, but I'm not going to get dive into it too hard. But 
But basically, I think partly the reason it did blow up is it sold well. People bought into it. Oh, it led in the news. uh, I think uh, I mentioned in my notes, 2020 did a special on it. Mm -hmm. Geraldo Rivera did a a special on it. Everybody did a special on it, but it wasn't just called Satanic Panic. It was just Satan this, Satan that, Satan this, Satan that. Yep. And it was. It was like Phil Donahue. Oh, it was Geraldo Rivera everywhere. Everybody that had a TV camera and a yes. mic that was some sort of talk show. Yes. Or the news because it was yeah. all over the news. And it was news. all over the news. Yep. And it's honestly, it's what it's what sold then. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you look at media the way it is today. They're just going to crank out what sells. It could yeah. be the stupidest shit yeah. in the world. Oh, but yeah. they're like, well, everybody's buying into it. The numbers are up, so we're going to keep this going. Oh, yeah. And the yeah. thing was is you even had scientists in it. You had psychologists in it. Like yeah. those Phil Donahue mean- and Geraldo Rivera shows. And, like, Geraldo Rivera later, like, apologized well, about it. Well, because one of the people that was on there claiming to have been exposed to or had witnessed yeah. these satanic rituals and, stuff, and, yeah. and, and events was like, yeah, I was making it up. I was just telling the people what I knew they wanted to hear so that I could go. And, and you had people that wanted to be on TV, yeah. which people got to understand this. Like at that time, like the Geraldo shows, the Phil Donahue shows, the Sally Jesse Raphael shows, I'm burnt. I'm pulling them all out. Oh yeah. They yeah. basically, People would do anything to get on those shows. Yes. And that's what ultimately gave birth to... Jerry Springer? Jerry Springer, yeah. That ultimately gave birth to that show. Maury was, you are not the father. Yeah, he was, you're not the father (laughs) type deal. But but Jerry Springer, it ultimately built up to that, where now you're looking at it and you're like, you know what, people are doing anything to get on TV now. Yes. Like TV has created this platform. Yes. I think people today that are younger have to realize in order to get on TV in the 80s, early 80s, yeah, and before, you had to be somebody. Yes. Or you had to know somebody. Yes. Or you had to be part of a fantastic story or event. Exactly. And by fantastic, I don't mean amazing. Just... Yeah. But- it just had to be something that was truly... Yeah. Different or horrible or tragic. Yeah. Or an insanely amount of talent. But even if you had an insane amount of talent, someone found you. Yeah. Look at comics now. Yes. Like every comic in the damn world has a special on Netflix. Yeah. Which if everybody has a special. It's not special. It's not special. No, exactly. And it just became a platform for comics, which Mm -hmm. I mean, it's good in one sense. But yeah. The quality of comics went down. Yes. Back then, you only made it as a comic if you were your little one-minute spot yep, on Johnny Carson. And you got invited to the couch. And then if you got invited to the couch. You made it. Yeah. And it was literally like the gong show in that regard. Yeah. Because Carson would be like, oh, yeah, that's so-and-so. Yep. See you back at the commercial break. But, like, if someone was really killing it up there yep. or doing a really good job, 
he would wave him over. You'd see him wave. Yep. And, and the look the on the comic's yeah. face was like legendary. Yeah. It was just like, I'm Ooh, going to the I couch. You know, yeah. yeah. And that was like, you made it then. Yes. And then you were worthy of the special on HBO. That's or you how were you worthy. Got your that's special. how you got your special was that gateway yep. through Johnny Carson's desk. And I, I know everybody would be like, well, that's a good old boys club and blah, 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 blah. To a point, but it filtered out a lot of junk. It did. And the thing was, is it's just that's the way TV was mm-hmm. until the talk show hosts during the 80s. Yeah. And then, like I said, Jerry Springer made it to a point where if you're fucking nuts. You could be on TV. You could be on TV. Yeah. And that was the first time it started getting to that level. Yes. Jerry Springer blew that wide open. Yeah. And that's where he had everybody fighting on the show and they'd had the yeah. bouncers come yep. in. And and I'd love to know, like, in hindsight, how much of that was staged? Oh, a great You know what I'm saying? Like, how much of that was actors? How much of that was... do you remember the Jenny Jones show? Yeah. Yeah. She had a program where it was anonymous... Secret Admirers. Yeah, yeah. And it was a guy who admired another Mm -hmm. guy. The guy who was brought on the show lost it. Yeah. Lost it and killed a guy. Yeah. And then... No, I'm not saying like setups like that, but I'm just saying setups as in the show set it up. Yeah. Like did they just have that onslaught of crazy coming in? And they just had no short of crazy bringing it in I'm to be sure. on the show. Or was there these dry periods? I just would love to know this. Was there those dry periods or something in between where they're like, yeah, no, we don't have anything going on this week. We don't, we can't find anybody. Let's just get some actors and wing it. Maybe. I always wondered. I don't know. I always wondered that watching it. Because again, growing up in that era, there was a lot of structured television before then. Yes. Everything was structured. Everything yes. was Built, packaged nice. Yep. Talking like Brady Bunch stuff where mm-hmm. it was just had to be perfect mm-hmm. all the way across. All of it was. It started just becoming perfection, perfection. Mm-hmm. Everything has to be perfect. All the right words, the sentences, you know, all that stuff. And have these little perfect, happy shows. Mm-hmm. 70s, late 70s, early 80s come in and it's more this darker period. Mm-hmm. And, and so now you have a little darker stuff. But then again, like I said, the talk show hosts come in and it just changed everything. And now, yeah, you want to know by the 90s, it was full blown. Like the the Jerry Springer. It was was the who's the father, you know, um, this person's, oh my God, they're gay, you know, and they do it right on TV like that. Or um, another one was uh, strippers. Mm hmm. Yeah, yep. you found out your daughter's a stripper, stripper and she's on been, national you know, television. Yeah, yeah, or, yeah. It, yeah. It was it was so, weird. So we're wandering around from the satanic panic, but it, and but I wanted to preface that by that's just really kind of how it was in general. Yeah, I know a lot of people want to wax poetic on the '80s with things, and I I love it. I'll it's to the point now where I read something I don't even know need to know who the author is. They'll start talking about stuff of the 80s and this is where it came up with this satanic panic i'd read this blog i'd read that blog Mm -hmm. i'd read this and about a quarter of the way into it or just even the first few sentences i'm like you never grew up in this time period right you just know it right away yeah it's like i i'm glad you're writing about it and i'm glad you have an interest about it and you're investigating and doing it but you definitely did not grow up in this period 
Because no. there's things that they say. So like this now we'll get knee deep in the satanic panic. Like everybody talks about, well, it was just all made up and it was just all wrong. And that's the problem with satanic panic being looked back today by people who weren't going through it. Mm -hmm. The problem was, is say you have 20 stories and we talk about this ratio a lot mm -hmm. out of 20 stories in the satanic panic. I would bet probably 18 of them were bullshit mm -hmm. to a certain degree, right. some sort of bullshit and bullshit, meaning someone made it all up right. or just a group of people had the wrong idea about something that took place right. and do what humans do, blow it out of proportion. Yeah. However, the part that made the satanic panic last is those one to two real stories that scared the hell out of everybody. Mm -hmm. And that's what kept that engine fueling along as you would, you know, and at that time there wasn't a whole lot of fact checkers on it. There no. wasn't the news sitting there saying, well, this was on Maury Povich today, or this was on Jerry Springer or no. whatever. And we did some investigating on it and we found it was false. They didn't do that. No. None of that stuff was, none of that stuff was dealt with. No. And also too, at the time, there were a lot of inferences that were made. So mm -hmm. even the police were making those types of assumptions. Everybody was. Yeah. That's the thing. So you, you that's had the why warrants. there was no fact checking. Yeah, but and you had of the. Of course, we have the warrants who used that to their advantage. And it wasn't honestly. just the warrants. It was no, people it was like the everyone. warrants. Like yes. I said, everybody made out on this. Except Procter and Gamble, uh, <laughs> Duncan Hines. Yeah, we'll get to uh, we'll get to those. Yeah. So yeah, we're looking at a period of the early eighties, basically. Yes. Where it really started to form up. Yes. And it pretty much went through. I'd say the majority of the eighties. I'd yeah. almost be bold enough to say it started in the late seventies. It could have, but it took on a lot of steam from nineteen eighty on. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It was attributed to preschools. It was attributed to just about everything. They were looking for pagan symbols in everything. Yep. It it was it was truly a horrible way to grow up, actually, because you almost had this fear of everything. Yeah. Yeah. And because it was pretty much driven home that you you couldn't go to daycare. You couldn't have someone watch you other than your parents. Mm -hmm. You you could get on the bus and go to school, but you got it off the bus and you went and of course, 80s latchkey kids. Yeah. You're you're going into a home alone. Well, just because you're in your home, that doesn't necessarily make you safe either. Mm -hmm. So it was Good times, man. No, and that and that also makes sense of people that were in there because we were young. We were 10, 10 years old. At, we were five in, at nineteen eighty. At, at five but at nineteen eighty, but this, five to yeah, ten. Yeah, I'd say we were a, we were in the age. So that's of the whole like thing 10, is like yeah. age five to ten is when you and I went through this. Yeah, which was a really kind of awkward age to be going through something like that. However, I just want to keep the timeline with it now. The ones that were teenagers, mm -hmm. say 13 to, like, basically senior high kids. Well, I'm going to say this. Because of how much momentum this got, mm -hmm. how much 
airtime this got. I mean, everybody was looking for their 15 minutes of fame. The Satanic Panic got way more than 15 minutes of fame. And I can't help but think that it in and of itself became a self, self-fulfilling prophecy. Because if you're one of those kids who's in the fringes, yeah, you know, you're not part of the social group or mm-hmm. you're not, you know, you're not in the in crowd. Yeah. And you want something to, I don't know, get you some sort of attention. This was perfect. Oh, it was great for it. Are you kidding me? And I me? really do think that it started out of nothing. Ozzy Osbourne. And they created it and made it into something. Ozzy Osbourne made a living on it. Yeah. The rebellion and, yep. you know, believe, yep. in, believe in the devil. And, you know, I mean, he, he bit a, a fake bat's. Head off. Head off. Oh, or, but the story no, was he no, bit but, that no, head off. No, but there was other story bat. where some yeah. it was supposed to be a fake bat and someone yep. threw like a real one mm-hmm. and he bit it and bang, there you go. And yeah. that's the thing is I remember like on some of the talk shows they had like the music playing backwards. And they oh, were yes. playing it backwards and you hear like rip, 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 rip. you hear that? It says call to the devil, you oh, know, yeah. and it's just like I remember the Beatles um white album. White album, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, uh, number nine was mm-hmm. supposedly saying Paul is But that's dead. the thing. Like, this made it into court cases and oh, stuff yeah. like that. Oh, like, yeah. It, it went did. that far. Everyone consumed it. They did. And that's they where, did. like I said, when you hear someone say, oh, it was just a fraud thing. It was stupid and all that. It's like, you know what? If you were in that period, too, you were buying into it because it was crammed down your throat. You couldn't get away from you it. You could not get away from it at all. So my source, I yeah. just had one, oh, was really? a New York Times article by Alan Uhas mm-hmm. titled Satanic Panic. Ha <laughs> ha, oddly enough. Weird. So this all started, like we said, early in the 1980s, and it started around conspiracy theories about cults committing mass child abuse uh, talk shows and news programs fanned fears. Authorities investigated hundreds of allegations. And even as the cases slowly collapsed and skepticism prevailed, defendants mm-hmm. went to prison, families were traumatized, and millions of dollars were spent on prosecutions. So the phenomena was so sprawling that in its aftermath, it took on several names, like the ritual abuse scare or the daycare panic. But the one name that has stuck is... The Satanic Panic. Mm-hmm. So this is according to Ken Lanning, a former former FBI agent. The evidence wasn't there, but the allegations of Satanic ritual abuse never really went away. And he worked on hundreds of abuse cases with the Bureau's Behavioral Science Unit. Shout out to BSU. <laughs> so when people get emotionally involved in an issue, common sense and reason go out the window. People believe what they want and need to believe. And that's a direct quote, again, from Ken Lanning. So 1980 was essentially the, it was the perfect storm. It provided the proper fuel for this panic. And it started with the book, Michelle Remembers. It was published in 1980, and it introduced readers to a cast of murderous uh, Canadian Satanists, and it landed on you know, the powder keg of American anxiety, mm-hmm. according to Mary D. Young, a professor emeritus of sociology at Grand Valley State University. More women were going to work by choice and necessity. 
in the wake of the women's rights movement, and we were struggling with a recession. Conservatives, conservatism and the religious right were ascendant, and both were emphasizing the strength of the family. Good daycare was hard to find, Ms. DeYoung said, and many parents felt guilt for relying on it. And after decades of denial, the public was starting to confront the problem of sexual abuse, especially involving children. And I also remember that being huge all over the news. Oh, yeah. All of a sudden, they were talking about molestation and sexual abuse of children, which before was unheard of. And the book Michelle Remembers was by a Canadian psychologist and his former patient about her memories of child abuse at the hands of Satanists. Although its lurid uh, claims were quickly challenged, the book was a bestseller, and suddenly it seemed terror could be lurking in any neighborhood. The book gave people a villain to look for outside the family, said Sarah Marshall, a host of the History Podcast, You're Wrong About. What readers heard, she said, was don't look in the mirror. The call is not coming from inside the house. The Satanists are the problem. And some social workers and police officers searching for an authority to help them face the problem of abuse even adopted it as a training text. So... Fast forward to 1983, this fear now spreads from Canada to Manhattan Beach. And in the summer of 1983, a woman in Manhattan Beach, California, accused an employee at her son's preschool, um, McMartin, of abusing him. The police sent a letter to about 200 families asking for help with their investigation. The following procedure is obviously an unpleasant one, but to protect protect the rights of the children as well as the rights of the accused, this inquiry is necessary, the police chief wrote, describing alleged sex crimes. Please question your child to see if he or she has been a witness to any crime or if he or she has been a victim. The letter was a model of what not to do, said John Myers, a professor professor at the University of California, Hastings, and a lawyer who represents child victims of abuse. The authorities also asked therapists to help interview hundreds of children. They questioned them for hours at a time, often asking leading and suggestive questions. He said, we as professionals were singularly ill-equipped, Mr. Meyer said. Nobody had thought about proper forensic interviews in these situations. And the allegations didn't move to full-blown Satanism immediately, said Richard Beck, the author of a book about the panic. The intermediary steps were people saying there was something weird or elaborate about what happened, and a fair number of those claims came out of the interviews. And in 1986, prosecutors charged seven employees with more than 100 counts of child molestation and conspiracy. A week later, they dropped the charges against five defendants, citing weak evidence. All the defendants maintained their innocence. By then, the case was a national spectacle, and prosecutors pursued it despite growing doubts about the original accuser's story and a variety of fantastical claims from interviews, including a goat man, bloody animal sacrifices, a school employee who could fly, and acts of violence that left no physical trace. But the trial would not end for years with no convictions, and prosecutors around the country started dozens of cases like it. Each authority, the police, Prosecutors, psychologists, the media put pressure on the others to act, said Anna Merlin, the author of a book on the history of conspiracy theories. It was a very fervid environment, she said. Very credible-seeming people were saying, 
Occult ritual abuse is all around you. We've seen it, and the signs are visible if you know what to look for. Cue the seminars on symbols. The authorities tried to make sense of the allegations. Mr. Lanning, the retired FBI agent, said that as a deluge of calls about strange abuse began in 1983, he tried to investigate with an open mind. My attitude was, yes, most anything is possible, he said, but where's the evidence? So FBI agents, police officers, lawyers, and social workers gathered what they could and shared their findings at conferences and seminars. They handed out satanic calendars, traded pamphlets about symbols like the cross of Nero and the horned hand, and copied lists of supposed occult organizations, which included a collective of feminist astrologers in Minnesota. A lot of this stuff was being disseminated by law enforcement without efforts to corroborate it, Mr. Lanning said. One cop would come up and say, what a load of crap. But then another would say, I've got to learn more. When Mr. Lanning asked officers how they corroborated information, their stories fell apart, he said. Oh, I got it from so-and-so, he recalled hearing. But often, he said, the pamphlets still made it into the copy machines and onto the news. So, fast forward to May of 1985, 2020 ran a segment on Satan worship that described animal mutilations clearly used in some kind of bizarre ritual, rock music associated with devil worship, satanic graffiti, and backward messages and pop songs. There were a few caveats. The host, Hugh Downs, opened by saying, police have been skeptical when investigating these acts, just as we are in reporting them, but there is no question that something is going on out there, and that's sufficient reason for 2020 to look into it. The program presented cult activity, if not the occult itself, in all but certain terms, Today we have found Satan is alive and thriving, or at least plenty of people believe he is, said the correspondent Tom Jarrell. His followers are extremely secretive, but found in all walks of life. Only near the end of the report did he say that until evidence was proved, the link between crime and satanic cults will remain speculative. Three years later, NBC commissioned its own special, hosted by Geraldo Rivera, who described gruesome crimes aired child testimony of abuse, and interviewed Ozzy Osbourne. Almost 20 million homes tuned in. Now we get to the court cases. In April 1985, thousands of curious, angry, and confused customers were calling the corporate giant Procter & Gamble about leaflets that accused it of using its profits from household goods to support devil worship. I saw one of those leaflets. Yeah, I remember that. They simply are not true, W. Wallace Abbott, a senior vice president, said at a news conference. We haven't the vaguest idea how it started. All we know is people are believing it. Do you know how hard it is to fight a rumor? End quote. False rumors had started years earlier, many claiming that its logo of a bearded man in the moon facing 13 stars was actually a symbol of the devil. The logo dated to 1882, and the stars referred to the original 13 colonies. The company began a two-decade campaign to defend its name, sending representatives to churches, filing lawsuits, and pursuing court cases as recently as 2007. Yeah. It also changed its logo. Verdicts. In 1990, a jury acquitted the McMartin Preschool defendants on some charges and deadlocked on others, saying it was impossible to determine the the truth from the children's testimony. A second prosecution ended in a mistrial. Prosecutors, having spent $15 million 
dropped the case. Nearly 200 people were charged with crimes over the course of the satanic panic, and dozens were convicted. Many defendants were eventually freed, sometimes after years. Three Arkansas teenagers who became known as the West Memphis Three were freed in 2011, almost 20 years after they were convicted of murders that prosecutors portrayed as a satanic sacrifice. In 2013, a Texas couple were released after 21 years in prison. They were later awarded $3.4 million from a state fund for wrongful convictions. In 1992, Mr. Lanning, the FBI agent, released an investigative guide that explained his skepticism of satanic abuse claims. Two years later, researchers with the National Center on Child Abuse and Neglect found that investigators could not substantiate any of roughly 12,000 accusations of group cult sexual sexual abuse based on satanic ritual. In a few instances, apologies followed, including from Mr. Rivera and Kyle Zerpolo, one of the former McMartin students who made allegations to the police. I lied, he told the Los Angeles Times. It was an ordeal. I remember thinking to myself, I'm not going to get out of here unless I tell them what they want to hear, end quote. I clearly remember the whole Procter and Gamble thing. Yeah. I remember seeing the leaflet. Yeah. And then the whole point of it was, you're not supposed to buy anything from Procter and Gamble. And that's that. when we as a family learned, they freaking make everything. Yeah. So like the toothpaste we were buying, we could no longer get. The laundry detergent we were buying, we could no longer get. Mm-hmm. And my mother was like, screw that. This is the only laundry detergent <laughs> that actually cleans the clothes. Cleans the clothes, yeah. And then I, then I distinctly remember a leaflet, all of its own, on Duncan Hines Cake Mix. Yeah. How you were fine I remember that. to buy Betty Crocker yeah. or whatever, but you could not get Duncan Hines. I don't remember I don't remember the details of the the leaflet. Mm-hmm. But again, they alluded to they were using the profits from the sale of the cake mixes to yeah. fund their satanic yeah. whatever. Yeah. And I remember reading that their their main evidence or like their leading, their leading piece of evidence mm-hmm. was the devil's food cake, and yeah, <laughs> I mean, okay, That's so stupid, yeah, all right. And and the thing fine. was, is you knew it was stupid, like at that point, and that's what people have to understand that weren't of that era. Was at that point, you knew it was stupid, but it was still going on. Yeah, yeah. It just had this life of its own. Yes. And, and every year it would be something different. So that's what everybody has to realize that wasn't from that era. Is there was basically about, I'd say, wouldn't you agree that there was about three years where it was genuine at most? And then again, it was presented and then as again, genuine there was all those, along. Yeah, but I just after a while, like you just keep hitting somebody with something. They just, they're like, yeah, no, they found another one. And, uh, and that's yeah, stupid. It, like when they come out and they're like, Oh, it's devil's food cake. You see, it's right there. It's in the name. It's devil's They're food. They're not even hiding it They're anymore. not even hiding it anymore. You know, yeah. and that's when everybody's like, all right, this is stupid. Yeah. There was a few that went through and people were saying, yeah, it is stupid. But like I said, you have 20 cases. You have 18 that are BS. Yeah. And what kept it going every time was the two or the one. The one a year. 
or the one every half year, you know, like one every, like either the big summer season or the big winter season mm-hmm. as we would go through seasons here in New York. You know, it's just, there, I remember that as a kid. There was just those, those other stories that just were perfect. We Everything never about had any them. exposure to, and then that's the thing that is, it started morphing. Do you have more that you're going through, or no, no, that's that's yeah. About- so basically, here's here's my here's my five dollar idea on the whole thing. Okay, because I think there's there's two things, and we were talking about this earlier in the car. Mm-hmm. I think there's two things that humans are just. I, I've always believed this, or three things that humans are just biologically built for they're biologically built to create things Mm -hmm. they're biologically built to destroy Destroy. things Mm -hmm. and they're really biologically built to fucking panic yeah it's a self-defense mechanism it is it's just hard-coded in our dna well yeah it's in our genes it's 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 just in our biology to panic well yeah and that's a self-defense mechanism yes so I started doing this and then I started rolling tape back in time Mm -hmm. and thinking all of a sudden I started seeing these pockets of panic. Mm -hmm. So like you had the, the witch trials. Yeah. Well, all right, we'll go back to Jesus. Mm -hmm. They panicked about him. They did. Killed him for it too. Yeah. And then after, after that was the whole kind of what we'll call dark ages Mm-hmm. And I got to laugh because there's a lot of people that are just like, well, they actually weren't that dark. It's like, yeah, dude, they were pretty fucking dark. Yeah. There was the Roman Empire. The Romans were Let's wheeling honest, and dealing on everything. A lot of history is dark. I mean, a lot of it even is. the and Renaissance. No, and is... that's what most people have to grasp because I yeah. think everybody has, it's really a problem now. Everybody has this tendency where everything should be perfect. Everything needs to be the best outcome. Mm-hmm. Everything... And life isn't that way. There's no such it thing. It was never that yeah. way. Yeah. There was never, never a time get... in the history of the world where everything worked out all the fucking time. Yes. It's the exact opposite. Yeah. 90% of you wake up 90% of the time, you should expect things to fall apart. Yes. Things to break. To things not to work. fail. Yep. You should expect to hear no. Oh, yeah. No. Like, no, or just, you know, you turn the sink on. And you know what? It's a miracle every time it works. It is. Because. It is. And a lot of people take things like that for granted. Oh, totally the, for granted. The light switch. Yeah. The fact that the lights work. Yeah. The fact that your car works. Yeah. The fact that you're carrying a computer in your hand. When we were kids. <laughs> the computer in our hand computer, was a calculator. Uh, if you were lucky, and you that had was, a calculator. And that was massive. You know, yeah. You and to, then the teachers told you you couldn't use couldn't it. couldn't use it. You got to do it in your head, which yeah, I because, agreed with that. Because you're not going to have a calculator yeah, all, the, all time. the time. No, and it's true. And you see that today. Yeah. Just yes. doing simple mathematics. Yes. You know, I watch people struggle with like 12 plus 13 and I'm sitting there like, fucking really? Yeah. You know. Or telling time. Yeah. Or... Yeah. Well, in time, making change. Time's a weird thing because I, this is where I'm an older guy. I know, but like <laughs> I love to fuck with kids that I'm working with and stuff like that. Where they're like, "What time is that?" I'm like, "It's quarter to three. And they're like, "What?" Yeah, you know, what's that? I just mean? don't even know what quarter to three is or half past half past two. You know, oh what God. the fuck is half past? We didn't past even two? use half past when we yeah. were learning. I know. It. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like to do it just to fuck with people. But oh my so God. here's the thing is you have these degrees of panic. 
Yes. But I also, I saw this as a correlation. None of this shit's scientific. It's just me fucking being me. Mm-hmm. But, like, you look at any kind of breakthrough in technology, mm-hmm. there's a panic situation. Yes. So, like, the written word. Yes. When that became with the printing press and all that yes. stuff. You started having the witch hunts. Yes. Which I will aptly call for this show to keep things simple, witch panic. You had witch yes. panic. Yeah. And and the same thing out in Salem. Yes. That was witch panic. Yes, it was. You had And also it was kind of again, mass hysteria. All it takes mm-hmm. is to a little bit to plant that seed and you can literally watch it grow. Oh yeah. You can watch it countries spread. that divide and fight each other. Yes. That's civic that's civil panic. Yes. Um yes. and a lot of it you'll find is like like China's kind of going through this now with civil panic because mm-hmm. you have a group of people that are now getting access to information outside of China. Right. And it's creating this this rift. Yes. It's creating this this uh you well, know, and- you know, Frank, it's pretty hard to argue against information when the government is controlling what you hear, yeah, what you what hear, you what learn, you say. What well, you and that's see, North Korea. And they have their own Internet for crying Yeah, that's out North loud. Korea. That's yeah. like the case yeah. example of today where, yeah. you know, there was a woman I was listening to and she goes, yeah, you. The, the weird thing about oppression is, is you don't know you're oppressed. So she was right. explaining she was North Korean. She said, everybody in North Korea has no idea they're oppressed. Right. Because they just, all the news they get, they think that's the news. Right. Yes. All the stories that go around, those are the stories. Yeah. Those are the, that's they what don't, it is. there's people, uh, she was saying, and of course, I, I don't know her by name and I'm paraphrasing through what the article was, but, uh-huh. but she was saying that. People in North Korea don't even realize there's an internet. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's just a weird thought, even for someone like me mm-hmm. in my mid 40s mm-hmm. to wrap my head around, let alone somebody who's been in this country only for 20 years. Right. Yeah. When the internet was really, for the most part, all of their life. Right. Some yes. form of it or whatever. Yeah. So. You mean when Al invented it? <laughs> Yeah, him. So so the thing is, is this, what I started seeing with Satanic Panic, this is where I kind of brought it up in the beginning, was TV was very controlled. It was. TV they, was very, like Hollywood yes. produced the rules on that. And granted, there was the board of the priests and nuns and all that that said you couldn't say this word or that word. Oh, yes, yes. But the fact is, is like today, you and I have a horror show podcast and we didn't run that by any kind of committee. No. We didn't run that. We don't know anybody. No. You didn't. and I just looked at each other and said, why don't we do a podcast? True. And I True said, story. you know what? I have the equipment for it. I didn't have to know a guy to right. get the equipment. We didn't have to go to NBC, ABC, CBS, MGM, yeah. I didn't have to, Paramount. You didn't have to get on your knees and deep throat some fat guy's penis. I did not. You know? No. No. Good looking guy. But no, <laughs> but no you, you know, none of that. Took place. We just right. said we're gonna do this. Right. We can We looked up a hosting platform yes. on the internet. Said I'll pick that one. Yeah. And we picked that one. We got the equipment together. Mm-hmm. We designed the show ourselves. No outside input. No. No nothing. No. 
the 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 most difficult question we had was did we want to have an explicit show or not yeah that actually, was what we actually talked about yeah. for a long time i say long time about 20 minutes on whether we wanted an explicit show or a 100% clean show cuz i had to pick one on the drop down right and and boom we're up and running and we're 28 episodes later mm-hmm. 29 including the trailer right yes so so we didn't there's no resistance like that. Back no. then it was. Yes. But then this never would have happened in, in the eighties. It grew even more. Mm-hmm. So now what the thing is, is like you got under like I remember being super young, seventy five in between eighty, that yep. first five years. And I remember you had three channels on TV. Yes. And it was like six, ten, and thirteen, something like Ours that. Ours were it was ABC. CBS and NBC. Two, five, and nine. Yeah. But it was ABC, yep. CBS, NBC. That's it. That's it. Yep. And they stopped at, what was it, midnight? Was it midnight when they would play the national anthem? With I the don't flag know. And all that? I never made it that yeah. far. I was always asleep. <laughs> okay. I remember no, but they would literally, seeing it. And I know and, uh, people hear this all the time. And they're like, oh, here comes the story again. But it's it's a great frame of reference on this. Yes. So basically you had three channels Mm -hmm. and they all turned off at night. Yes, they did. So you had no TV at two in the morning. There was no no infomercials. There was no nothing. nothing. No, there was no 24 hour news cycle. There were no 24 hour programs. We didn't even have cable was new. Cable wasn't even, or just on the cusp of coming out. Yeah. I clearly remember. I, yeah, it was definitely in the 80s, 80s when, it was on, when but, cable But there came was out. a point where cable wasn't even really a thing in yeah. rural, suburban-type places. No. You know? no. I mean, like, you didn't have cable at all. You probably had satellite dish or we something like that. We did have a satellite. Yeah. We had first-gen satellite yeah. dish. Yeah, those huge fuckers. It was, and you had to switch from satellite to satellite. And mm-hmm. I remember G5, the satellite G5, had the most... Yeah. Watchable content. Yeah. And that's where you would get um you would get feeds of other shows. Mm-hmm. Um that's how we would get access uh if HBO or Showtime was doing the free weekend. The free weekends. That yeah. was the only time we ever yeah. got that. And that's when we would we would record all the movies that we wanted to see. Yeah. And you know, you'd sit there so, yeah. and, and you'd record it and it, no, but it, it's it was so, good times, so man. now like you go from that controlled point of media yes. to where it starts growing. And this is where talk shows became a big thing. Mm-hmm. And like before it was soaps mm-hmm. and soaps ran through through the 80s. Definitely. But the thing was, is the growing thing was the talk shows. Yes. And it wasn't about stimulating stuff. No. That was the big letdown. No, it was it all wasn't. bullshit. It was, it was all stupid. crap. It was I, this chick was married to this guy and she's cheating on him with another girl or it's uh, this guy's cheating on this. That, that was yep. the common one. The guy's cheating the on time. the wife all I the time. I do remember being homesick and Phil Donahue had a guy on that was doing copycat recipes for like Twinkies yeah, yeah. and Ho-Ho's. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I remember sitting there with pen and paper, and I was like, all right. All right. This is the content this is I'm here for. a game changer, for. yeah. Yep. So, so now you have all that. It explodes out, and that was the thing is that during the whole satanic panic, they would have 
these com- they were so compelling at the time. They really were. They had experts. They had they psychologists. Yes. And, and I remember reading on here and they were like, oh, and they were sponsored by churches and stuff like that. No, not at all. Some of them maybe, but there was yeah. just, no. they, they were, was... they, you know, like I said, everybody was hopping on this all they at were. once. They were. And in those first like 80 to 85 through that kind of time period, and I'd say pretty much like the first three years. Cause I remember at my age, I remember being 10, like eight, 10 years old. I was like, this is stupid. Yes. This is really stupid. Yes. And, and the thing is, is that's where I'm getting at with a breaking piece of technology. Mm-hmm. Cause TV was really getting full steam at that point. That's when MTV came out. Yes. That's when, you know, you're now seeing videos, mm-hmm. um, with music and that also changed the whole landscape because before that, if you listen to music, you just listen to it on a record. Yeah. And, and the most provocative thing you had in front of you was the cover art of the album. That was the most wicked lucky that album. When you pulled it out of the, Mm -hmm. the sleeve itself. Yeah. The sleeve. The word. Oh yeah. Yeah. But what I'm getting at is, is like, you would listen to, you know, a band and then like the biggest way they could draw you in with shock material was the album cover. The cover, yep. And the cover was the big deal for that. And that's where like Ozzy really just kind of changed a lot of stuff with that and mm-hmm. bands like that because now they had these like demonic or, you know, just maddening covers. Yeah. And and then the videos changed everything because now they've got, you know, if you've got a minute 30 song, you've got a minute 30 seconds to tell a story. Yes. And you can tell a story any way you could. And that was a beauty back then because some of those videos, you just look and be like, what the fuck was that all about? Had nothing to do with the song, had nothing to do with Peter the lyrics Gabriel or anything. Had oh, yeah. the weirdest yeah. videos. Yeah. Well, I he's remember a fucking weird guy. Sledgehammer the first time. Yeah. I was like, what? That was all stop action, like claymation this? stuff and all yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. No, it just, and that was the thing. It, it was the raw, f- that was the beginning part yep. of that technology. Mm-hmm. So you had a lot of it spawning through. We're going through this now with the internet, by the way. Because mm-hmm. you start looking at it through satanic panic, TV, kind of main TV, like, wow, TV in the house and stuff was the 50s. Yes. So it was very, like, very, very elitish. Yes, with to have a TV with TV, in the house. not even just to have a TV, but heaven forbid, get some fucking programming, like get a show on. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you want to talk about how Hollywood's elite now? It was uber elite back then. Yeah, it was a club of literally, I want to say probably what twenty people. I mean, I don't know, I wasn't in the business, but yeah, I don't it was know the either. same people making the movies. It was it the was. same people making the music. Hammerstein and uh, Rogers and Hammerstein. Rogers and Hammerstein. They yeah. did the music. For every single movie in a decade, Just for the about. most part, yeah. and I mean, granted, thank goodness, because they did they, they a had fucking some good amazing stuff. job. But, but it was that very small club, and a lot of it was is just because it was new. There was only so right, many people yeah. that were exposed to it, mm-hmm. and it's just like the internet too. Mm-hmm. The internet was the same, but TV grew. You know it kind of propped up in the fifties, the sixties, it started branching more. And that's where they're like, Oh, we're going to tell the news on here. We're going to do this basic stuff. Yes. But it still was a small circle where mm-hmm. they could keep the rules intact and they could keep some order yes. in the ecosystem. So now you're going into the seventies mm-hmm. and it's starting to break out a bit. 
And then the 80s, it just blows up. Yeah. Because now there's studios all over. They can do whatever kind of content they want. They got to go yep. through a certain group of people, but it's just, it's bigger. Yep. And, and you look at internet that way, where internet came out, it was universities. They were the only ones that had internet because yeah. that's who it was built for. And it was just for them to share information back and forth. Right. Without it being a crazy issue. And then it started building up. But, I mean, if you had dial-up internet in, like, the late 80s, early 90s, you were a fucking baller. Yeah. You were yeah, a you baller. Were. And it was shitty connections and all that stuff. It dropped calls all the time. Oh, yeah. But, like, you had access to the world now. You know, the oh, yeah. worldwide yep. internet. Oh, yep. And and then the, you know, the 90s were coming through and kind of paving that out. And then, really, what changed everything with internet was broadband internet. Broadband internet just kind of cranked through. And now you got high speed. Right. You can change content through. Yeah. But even that, if you wanted to get a domain name for something, you, there was only like two registrars that you could get domain names from. Yeah. And and to start a website, you actually had to have a web server at your house. Mm -hmm. They didn't have web hosting. Right. So if you wanted to have a website, you had to actually have the site hosted on your computer at your house. Mm -hmm. And people would access that through the internet to your computer. Mm -hmm. And this is when firewalls weren't a big thing because everybody's just trying to figure this thing out, let alone be malicious with it. Right. There wasn't really any money being spent around because commerce didn't really latch onto the idea yet. No. So it's just like, oh, you want to check this guy's pictures here? You want to read this guy's stuff? He's got yeah. his stuff here. You know, and it was a really kind of nice, innocent time. Mm -hmm. I look at that as same as like the 50s with TV. And then now I would say in the whole span of things, we are literally in the internet during the panic period. Yes. Where it's just everybody has larger access to it. Yes. They're getting more information than they've ever seen in their lives. Yes. Doesn't matter what your age is. Right. You could be 80. Yep. You could be 15 years old. Yep. You're the first. We're, we are all the first of our time right now to receive this much information all at once. Yes. And we are not biologically equipped to handle it. No, we're not. Insert panic. And that's True. the same thing with satanic panic. There like are they a lot just of panics happening currently. Well, yeah, and there's and now you have so satanic panic, you had everybody that was used to the information that was getting shoveled out to them. Yeah. And now all of a sudden it opens up and you have these talk shows and the talk shows made everything so human they and did. so personally connected they because did. now it's not a TV star on the, on the, the television. No, now it's, it's, it's a, Joe, the neighbor, it's, yeah, it's you know, the guy it's, next door. it's the guy next it's door, the, the woman person. next door. It's, it's the girl that, that could be your sister or the child that could be your daughter. Right. And it grabbed this whole personal connection with these talk shows. Yes. And again, I, I'll, I'll, Say it again. The fact checking. They didn't fact check that. And oh, that didn't. was actually when they were fact checking. But they didn't have the means to do it. They, they didn't. didn't have the resources to do it and or I, anything And like I bring that. this I mean, up simply because just because you're reading something on the internet and mm -hmm. just because there's a website dedicated to this specific thing does not mean the information that you are reading on said site is accurate. Well, yeah, You no. can put what you want on the internet and if and if the powers that be can see that a thought or an idea i'm talking to you flat earthers <laughs> 
you can now provide all of this quote unquote information and yeah. documentation to support your yeah. theory or your yeah. lean. And that's what the news did. They supported the theory and they supported the lean to where the information but was going. But there's also money in it. And yes, that's what you got to look at at the end of the day, like all these media companies and all that stuff. There's money into it. See, this is where I think we're at a really curious time right now because you have podcasts and you have these spoken word podcasts. You do. And you have people out here that are, they're not making money on it. No. Most of them aren't. No. It's very I, few. That honestly, are. in podcasts, I mean, there's probably out of 100% of the podcasters, and we're talking millions and millions of podcasts, mm -hmm. only 10% are actually making a livable income yes. on them. Yeah. So what you have here, and this is a scary word, is passion. Yes. And passion can go too far. Yep. Can go one of two ways. Yeah. So you have now, you have, you know, a great creative era right now mm -hmm. where, I mean, we're embellishing in it yes, and doing what we do. We are. And we do this because we love it and we have a passion for it. Correct. And are we going to be right every time? No. No. And here's the thing. No one really cares what we're saying. No. We don't have that. You we know, don't I often have wonder. Sway. We don't yeah. hold sway. Yeah. Now, if we were with, uh, you know, if we had a bunch of sponsors and we were getting paid, you know, say a million dollars a year. Would you trust everything you heard us say? Yeah, if would you, you trust knew. everything? Well, and also here's the thing, though, is is we wouldn't have the creative ability we have right now. No, we would We would have to run everything through somebody yes. of some yes. kind, you know, yes. or something like that. That's why, honestly, I, I, I'm i always happy we get new listeners. I am I always too. embrace new listeners. Yes. But there's a point where I, I know I'm going to be like, if, if, it, if it just rose, rose, rose exponentially. Right. I know there'd be a point where Best I turn to you and I'm like, scenario. I want this to stay right here. Yeah. You know, like I, I want just our little, our little fanatics, you know, yes. I mean, that's, that's all I want. <laughs> and going back to the three things I think people are great at is creating, which can create good things, bad things. Yes. Destroying, yes. which sometimes is for the good as well. Mm -hmm. And like I said, our self, our self-protect mechanism, our self-defense mechanism is to panic. Yes, it is. And it that is. is for good when you're walking in the woods and yes. you hear a crunch and a growl and it's a bear and right. you panic and you tell everybody around you, we need to get the fuck out of here. It's a yeah. bear. Yeah. <laughs> but panic can be used in a bad way and be used to an advantage for people to try to get something out of you. Yes. So that you're vulnerable in that sense with yes. it. And that's where you have to use common sense. We all know common sense is a shortage among people. It, it is. It's just the way it is. And I thought it was interesting because I kind of reversed around the whole satanic panic. And I was just sitting there. I'm like, you know, it's so funny because it was the horns, all that stuff. They had this whole like idea of Satan and how Satan is and all that. But if I you go back in the, the actual Bible, yep. Satan isn't a person. Mm. No, he's he not, was an angel. Well, that's Lucifer was an angel. Yeah. But but Satan, the word actual Satan, and I looked this up because I wanted to make sure of it because mm -hmm. I am no biblical expert, but I did read a lot of it throughout mm -hmm. life, you know, just being a kid and going to church and stuff. So the Hebrew name Satan actually means adversary. 
Mm-hmm. And in the Bible, and I checked and checked a lot of the different verses where it was really concentrated on, like Job features Satan quite yes. a bit. That's really kind of the first book where Satan plays a, a large role mm-hmm. in the Bible is in Job. And, and it really is. It's adversary. Mm-hmm. It's not really a specific person mm-hmm. or a specific thing. Anybody right. could be Satan. Well, and, wasn't the idea of Satan just evil? It's it's like the opposite. He's supposed to be representative of the opposite of the church. Well, and and the thing is, is though, is like Satan's role grew more developed in both scope and magnitude throughout time. So it's when not did like Satan he was a, and Lucifer become? That I wanted to look up, and I just I I honestly unfortunately well, we'll save didn't, that for our, didn't have the time. Uh, Satan episode. We can say that for our Satan episode, which is around the bendish. Yes. You know, um, <laughs> but it just. Yeah, I started getting into it, and that's what made me excited to do Satan as a episode because there's a lot there. I believe it. There's yes. a ton there. Yes. And just, again, from the Bible, like the Bible just has this. It's an adversary. Yes. It's not a actual specific object. It's not, um, you know, it's just more of a distinct, like, personal name. It's really all it is. So anything could be Satan. Mm-hmm. Anything could be. So this is where I really... I read that and I was like, okay, the satanic panic's starting to make more sense to me. Because everybody it was, was bagging contrary. everybody was bagging the devout Christians and yes. the yeah. highly religious folks. Yes. And this is where this is where I really wanted to bring this up because people who are agnostic mm-hmm. or atheist mm-hmm. and don't really understand someone who's very deep into and devout yeah devout has a strong faith in god but also really has a strong understanding of the bible and is taught that (laughs) through their life so if you were to take an atheist or an agnostic person or just an average person especially today Mm -hmm. and you say uh who's satan they would say well it's this entity that tries it's the devil yeah they'd say it's the devil Mm -hmm. Where if you were to talk to a very religious person, they would say, well, Satan's everywhere. Mm-hmm. And yes. that's that's where I see how the panic worked in that. Yeah. Because here's the thing. Everybody thinks that a satanic event is something where, and this is where, again, the media, I say the media, just TV, yeah. the arts, yep. music, yes. everything. Yep. When... You could have, say, like an atheist agnostic or someone like that who, who doesn't have a great familiarity with the Bible. Mm-hmm. And they could say that whole murder scene is satanic and yes. say they never saw it. Mm-hmm. They would envision like an altar, a pentagram, all that other stuff. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. You could have a just run of the mill, like people having a daycare center mm-hmm. and they're molesting kids. To a devout religious person, that's Satan. Yes. There's no no things. It's just, it's evil. It is evil. And yes. it's Satan. And I think that's the gap that religion struggles with in a very hard way. Yes. Because there'd be the guy that's walking down the street, the old man, and a, and a person will just run and just tackle him to the ground, beat him up, mug him, take his wallet. Mm-hmm. To a religious person, folks... That's Satan. Yes. That's Satan using that person. Yes. It's, it's evil. It's that common 
denominator of evil. Yes. Satan got in that person or yep. that person let that person Satan gave in. gave into it. Gave yep. into it. And that's where this whole thing of the, like the, basically the best wordage for it is the satanic ritual abuse stuff. Yes. It has this kind of coating. It has mm-hmm. this candy coating around it. And it has to have these things. You know, there's a sacrifice, there's this, right, there's yes. that. And the thing is, is this shit does exist. They do have this. It's a real thing. I know people, I know you struggle with it and you just don't think it's real. I had a moment when I was a kid and I saw, I'm not going to say where because it's a cute place. It doesn't need any kind of reputation right. like this. But back in the 80s, and that's the thing is you don't know if kids were messing with it, but it was fucking scary. Yeah. There was blood. There was animals with their heads taken off mm-hmm. and their entrails. Like they weren't yeah. hunted for anything. They were just killed yes. to be killed. It was a sacrifice. And it was a sacrifice. And like I was, I don't scare much. And I was scared to fucking death to be there. And I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. This was in like late 80s, early 90s. Mm-hmm. And I remember just, I was like, I, I want to get out of here. I want to yeah. leave here. I don't want anything to do with this. I don't want someone to come and find us. I don't want someone to come and see us here thinking we're involved in this. Right. I just, I want to get the hell out of it because it was that fucking disturbing. Yes. So those things do exist. Yeah. It brought it up in the Son of Sam series with Netflix. I mean, that's a hot topic. But yeah. the fact is, is there was evidence of that type of stuff. And here's where, here's where it gets. It's all of these groups have basically every group has their opposing splinter group. Mm-hmm. And not only does it go in an opposite direction, but often it goes too far. Yes. Christianity has it. Yes. You know, Muslims have it. Most every religion, every, every group has it. The splinter group. And they're pretty much, you know, they're not commonly known, not as much as outliers, but they're extremist groups. Yes, they are. And every group has these. And I really have a reserved sense of sympathy for many groups that ultimately get burned or destroyed by these active outlying splinter groups. Yes. And, and I'm not blaming this group, but the whole satanic panic, I mean, you had, you had, I remember watching it on those shows. You would have people that were members of uh, the Church of Satan yeah. on there. And they were just bragging about it. Like, yeah, this is, and, and uh, like being older, I knew what they were doing. They were just trying to get everybody all riled up on purpose. They were the anti-Christianity yes. group. Yep. But the fact is, like, I got to laugh at that. That whole group is a group of Christians, or I mean, atheists. Yeah. They don't believe in a God, period. However, they do believe that they're gods to a certain degree. They also have uh, like 11 rules, which are basically like commandments. Yeah. They've got a whole hierarchy chain in their group, you know, where you could be a registered member. You got to pay a one-time fee for that. Yep. And then then you could be an active member, which is application required. And then, you know, the next one's like a witch warlock and priest priestess and... Yeah. Magister, Magister and Maga and Magus, you know, I mean, like they yeah. got these things. It's like, dude, you're a church. Yeah. Yeah. You're an organized church. Yeah. You know, I mean, you, you just actually became the, the thing you were pissing all over. Yeah. You became it. Yeah. And the worst part is, is you couldn't even come up with a name on your own. No. You had to use one from the book that you're actually making fun of. Exactly. Yes. And created this name, which isn't even about what it is on the Bible. Now, yeah. granted, I'm sure there's 
and and this is where I look at like the Church of Satan. Like it was it was brought up in the '60s yeah. when everybody was flipping a middle finger up to the and establishment everything. and yep. everything. Mm-hmm. And I imagine that that group there, because I mean, you know, I'd looked through some of the rules. I mean, they're good rules. They're you know, don't give opinions or advice unless you're asked. That's a good thing. Yeah. Do not tell your troubles to others unless you are sure they want to hear them. Right. It's good stuff. You know, yeah. I mean, it's, they have some other things that, um, you know, it's a little questionable, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to bag all over it. It's not the point of the show Mm-mm. for these guys. But, but what I'm saying is, is there, you probably had a group that got together and probably had a pretty good idea of something. Yeah. And then some other people came in and might've took it the wrong way. Tweaked it. Yeah. Took it in a different direction. And I'm not saying like the core of the church of Satan, like they might all be great people. Right. They really might. But the fact is, it's like, say the guy you deny, and he's just like, well, I'm going to start my own thing. Yeah. It inspired well, them to start their own thing, so they get their own little special exactly groups. That's exactly what happened in the Sons of Sam documentary. They mm-hmm. had the splinter group. Yeah. There was this- what Was it the children? The children, or, yeah, and yeah. then there was like the progress or something like that. Yeah, yeah. There were yeah. like two or three different yeah. factions. And those groups existed. Yes. Like people have to understand that this does exist. Yeah. However, there were card carrying members, <laughs> but it's just, it's, it's, um, people can say what they want. These groups do exist. They really they do. do. And, and they're doing crazy, crazy things. Pro tip here on the show. If members of a group are initiated in a ceremony involving sex or physical harm, and most of all, they are threatened with being killed or there is ultimately, you know, they're going to be ruined by said group if they don't take part of that ceremony. You're in one of those groups. Yeah. Like hardcore, yeah. you're in one of those groups. Yes. I'm not saying it has to go to there, but the fact is, is we have evidence of that. Yeah. You know, I mean, people can say what they want, but I mean, two great examples, Scientology yep. and Nexium. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Nexium, right? Yep. Yeah. Cults. These. These are groups that were and are actually still functional. Yeah, they like are. even Nexium still functional. Yeah, it's low on the radar. Yeah, but it's functional. Mm-hmm. Scientology, it's still chugging. It sure is. Yeah, it's still a juggernaut. And here's the thing that people have to remember: they have deep pockets. They have outposts all around the world. They do. They draw celebrity attendees and followers. Mm-hmm. I mean, I. I personally find it absolutely insane that Scientology still exists. Yes. You have Leah Remini and Mike Rinder. They have literally done everything possible to blow the whistle on these fucking lunatics. Yes, they have. I mean, the Leah Remini, Scientology, and the Aftermath show won a 2020 Emmy for Outstanding Hosted Nonfiction Series or Special. And she has been trying, because I listened to uh, Scientology. Yeah. Uh, aftermath podcast she personally has been going to attorneys yeah and none of them are willing to take on the church because of how much money this church yeah has now here's the thing is like even that like scientology still has their tax exempt status yep and you know if you want to if people want to put this in perspective and I hate dragging modern news in it, but this I felt was very appropriate. Yeah. Because I think at some point you have to put your head on straight, put your ears on, clean them up, yep. and listen to the actual truth. 
You have Scientology. They still have tax-exempt status. They're not in the news. No. Nothing about these guys. Yet local churches are getting a rash of shit to open during a pandemic. Yeah. When those depend, those that depend on their faith in the most tryingest of times, yeah. and they're not able to. No. I mean, fucking Canada, they're literally breaking into services and arresting pastors and priests. Yeah. And they're doing it just because they're holding service. Yeah. That's it. It's, it's ridiculous. No, it's not other. It's it's not a thing of uh, whether kids are getting molested, no. or women are getting raped, no. or there's p- things getting sacrificed. They're just holding service. Yes, and it's also services that are assembled outside of any physical structures. Yeah. However, in a biological sense, and I'm going to just wrap around it. I completely understand why these organizations exist, and it's like you're saying I. I call them organizations. I'm not going to call them religions. No. I'm not. And the simple fact is, is they have so much money mm-hmm. and they have so, they have dirt on everyone that is in a position to eliminate them. Yes. And this is something you can factor into any deceptively run organization that hides their agenda behind a false premise. Correct. And, and so I'm not talking about religions anymore, folks. No. I'm talking about organizations. Yes. And there's a lot of them out right now. And, and they are not doing what they're advertised. No, they're not. But and they have deep pockets. They do. And they have shit on people. And now it's, here's the scary part. And this is where, again, I'm calling this a panic. Mm-hmm. We are in a panic situation. I don't know what they'll call it because the other one was a satanic panic. Yeah. I have no idea. I have some ideas, but I'm not going to say it. But But basically... This is a panic situation where people are now afraid to speak because they don't want to lose their jobs. Correct. People are afraid to help someone because they're afraid that they're going to get destroyed in their life. Yes. And I'm not saying destroyed by actually getting physically killed. No. But actually just losing everything. everything. Yes. And Scientology does this. Yes. Nexium did it. Yep. Um, the smear campaigns. Yeah. And there's other groups. You can insert their name. Yes. They're, they're doing it. And- the, the fact is, is I'll even side with many of these organizations that they probably started out innocent and with good intentions. However, anyone that has studied group dynamics in their lifetime and a hell of a lot more than 15 fucking weeks. Yeah. Sorry, that's a stab at a student. <laughs> knows how these types of groups can spin out of control. Mm-hmm. They're formed and functioned by human beings. End of story. And humans are built to survive by creating and destroying, period. It's baked in the cake. Yeah. And they and they panic. I mean, it's just they can create beautiful things, and even beautiful things are just ultimately destroyed. Right. That's every civilization. That's everything going through there. And that's where I saw the satanic panic. It's just this, it was a, like, TV brought in this nice thing. Life was going. Things were changing in the 60s. Mm-hmm. Things were growing in a different direction. And then there was just this mass of information that people just didn't know how to handle. Mm -hmm. And it's like that with the internet today. Mm -hmm. And I mean, like the Nexium stuff. I remember talking to somebody like, because out here it wasn't prominent, but where I was. Yeah. It was very prominent. It was. I remember there was like two, three girls I used to work with and they bragged the shit out of that place. Yeah. I remember sitting there in the break room. I was telling you about that. And they were like, oh, you got to get into this thing. I mean, it's amazing. You know, and I'm like, well, what is it? And they're like, oh, it's called Nexium. You know, it's really on the down low, you know, and but you're nice. I'll talk to you about it, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I'm sitting there like, this doesn't sound fucking good at all. Like cult. And cult they would go dad. on and they'd talk the whole thing. And I'm like, sweet. I'm like, you're in a cult. 
Yeah. And they're just like, no, no, it's not like that. I said, that's what every member of a cult says. Yes. I was like, but you got all the flavors of it, you yeah. know? And it was crazy. It was around there. I mean, when we, where we lived in Clifton Park, they were down the road. They were. Yeah. They were playing volleyball literally two, like a mile and a half, two miles away from us. Yep. Watching that whole, I, that was the crazy part of watching that. Cause I'm like, whoa, we lived right over there, <laughs> you know? And yeah. like, whoa, I, we used to drive past that. And I'm just looking, I'm like, I didn't know where they were. No. I knew they were there. Yep. I knew that. And like, yeah, talking to them, you, they were the most highest mighty thing. They were, they were, they were fixing the world. They were curing the well, world. Well, they always say they're yeah, curing the world. Yeah, and that's Scientology. They they're, always say they're fixing the world. They're curing the world. The world. And, and Leah's been saying recently, and it's actually a pretty good way to approach it. If mm -hmm. you're in a group or an organization, and if you leave, you're threatened with losing your family, exactly. losing money, mm -hmm. you have to forfeit this, that, and the other thing, yep. or you have to pay money to leave, yeah. and you have to disconnect, and you have to leave your family behind, that's not a church. No. That she's like, yeah. if you are a member of the Catholic Church and you have a crisis of faith and you decide to leave, they're not going to make you well, not talk to your family. Let's talk about. They're not going to make you. Let's talk about today. To leave. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about today because today's a great example of that. Yeah, we've been in this area for a couple of years now, yes. and we were busy with a lot of things, and we just never made it to church. Didn't go, and my faith, my lack of faith prior to moving here. Really just didn't get me into church at all. Right. But we went today. We did. And no one said anything to us. No. We walked in. We sat down. Yes. Had service. The sign and we, as you're walking in says, all are welcome. Yeah. But what I'm getting at is we walked in there. Yep. And we walked out of there. Yep. No one talked to us. No. No one said a thing. No. No one sold us anything. No. No one, no one said, walked over and said, hey, here? you're new here. Yep. Blah, 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 blah. None nope. of that stuff. Mm -mm. And and that's where I got to laugh at. Like I said, it. I'm sorry. It fucking pisses me off that Scientology exists at this point. Yes. And and they're giving the, the Christian and Jewish churches hard times. Yeah. Seriously. During a pandemic yeah. to have service. Yeah. I got two words for you. Fuck you. Yes. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. That's one thing I'm going to put a stance on. Yes. I don't like bringing modern events in because it's it's a touchy subject, but it's bullshit. It it's is. absolute bullshit it that is. you have this group that has people with toothbrushes scrubbing a fucking ship or 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 literally making existing no money. Making no money and literally and existing also in getting, prisons. Getting no education yeah. so that when they do leave Getting a job is almost impossible. impossible. Yeah, impossible. They've crippled them. Yeah. No, and, but, it, and then the worst right, and the worst whatever. part is is you have kids and to that are sign a billion year contract. Yeah, you have kids that are born into this. Yes, they don't know they any better. They have no choice. They don't know any better at all. And that's what you know, people will say, Oh, well, Christianity is the same thing. And it's like, no, it's not. No, it's not. Because these kids that are Christians, they exist with other kids. They do. They go to public schools. And you know what? Or even if they go to a Catholic school, they exist in the neighborhood with other kids. They do. These people are in their own towns. Yeah. They're in their own areas. They're in their own little closed bubble. Yeah. And that's like Tom Cruise with Scientology. Everybody's like, oh, he's crazy. He's crazy and all that stuff. Here's the hard thing. 
you could never talk Tom Cruise out of Scientology. No. Because in his mind, it Scientology gave him, gave him of, everything yeah. he's he has. Yep. And I feel sorry for him in that regard. It's like, no, dude, you're a talented actor. Yeah. You're nuts. Yeah. Let's well, put I that aside. I think in but order to be no, a, to be an a, actor well, or just actress, a, a talented, you kind of have to be a little bit. A talented creative, yes. you have to be a bit unhinged from the normal kind yeah. of highway. Just a bit outside. Yeah, no, I mean, and yeah. the list goes on with that. Jack Nicholson and, yep, you know, just, yep, oh, yep. you know, Christopher Walken, weirdo. Total Nick weirdo. Cage. Nick Cage, exactly. King of the terrible movies, you know. But but the fact Steven is... Steven Seagal. But... <laughs> <laughs> hey, he could arrest you. No. but No, he can't, because I'm not in Louisiana. Yeah, true, true. But and I don't even know if he's still... <laughs> but the fact Louisiana. of the matter is, is, like, I get it, where, like, the John Travolta's and the Tom Cruise's, like, you can't talk them out of that, because in their mind, everything they have is because of that. Yes. And also, too, that particular group has all of the dirt on them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And if they. So even, even if they wanted to, to get leave. Out, yeah. Look at what they're doing to normal people. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's just exactly. what they do to normal people, let alone a banner person like that. I mean, when you're in, you're, you're in. in. It's the mafia. Yeah. It, it is. really is. I know that side of the fence. And like when you're in, you're in. And to get out. You got to be pretty fucking smart. You got to be creative. Mm -hmm. And most of all, you got to be fucking lucky. You yeah, got to be real lucky. Yeah. And 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 that works for some people and it doesn't. But that's where I saw kind of the connect with satanic panic. It seems to you have these panic moments where technology or just the receiving of information mm -hmm. becomes too much. And it's too much to absorb at once. It's too much to handle. Mm -hmm. And so it gives opportunities to people to do things that they normally wouldn't do. Mm -hmm. And like back to the internet today, the fucking keyboard warriors. I'm sorry, folks, yeah. but 90% of all the shit you're hearing on the internet, none of these motherfuckers would say out in public to your face. No. Never. No. Never. No. They just shut up. And they wouldn't say anything. They would. It, or they'd be that one person that says, oh, somebody's got to do something about that. Yeah. You know. Yep. But you put a keyboard in them and put them in their room or whatever. And they're, oh, you know, you're this and that. And yeah. Blah, 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 blah. And, oh, you know, fuck you and blah, 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 this and blah, 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 oh, that. Oh, yeah. All of a sudden I just, they get. Yeah. And again. Keyboard muscles. So what do you think? Is this the keyboard panic? <laughs> I really want to put a name on it. I want to go down in history as. On this day, Frank and Jen on Oh the Horror labeled the perfect, the perfect term. I don't for the think panic. it's keyboard panic. No, no, it's not. It's I'm just a, fucking around. It's like the opposite of intelligence panic. Fools, fools panic. Yeah. Well, I've said it before. Now, I'll, I'll finish off on this with satanic panic, but in the podcast, I literally I remember watching the movie Idiocracy. I say this all the time. I remember watching it when it first came out, and it was funny. It was hysterical. Mm -hmm. And you're sitting there watching it. And and uh, for those who haven't seen Idiocracy, it's a dystopian future movie unlike any other. And it's based on comedy. However, what basically happens is, is uh, you have two people. I want to say, what was it, Luke Wilson and who is uh, Maya Rudolph. One. 
It was Luke Wilson and Maya Rudolph. And Luke Wilson was like a military guy. And I want to say like Maya Rudolph was like a prostitute or a stripper or something like that. I don't remember. I only and watched they, it once. And they were put to sleep and they were supposed to be waking up in the future sometime. Mm-hmm. And uh, there something happened where it, it either opened up. I can't remember how it started, but they were awake at like 2050 or like somewhere in the future. And there's just trash all over the place. Yep. All the water's gone. Everybody's drinking Gatorade and everybody's just dumb, lazy, stupid. Yeah. Just like terrible. And I remember watching it and thinking, oh man, that's funny. You know, that's hysterical. And then, but now like each day goes on, I look, I'm like, I think that is. Was that a documentary? Uh, yeah. It's like, was that a documentary that was sent to us from the future people? Like maybe if we put it as humor, you know, maybe it'll just subtly go yeah. in there. And, you know, I just, yeah. Cause open your eyes, man. I, <laughs> it's a different time, man. And I just look at that and that's where I see like everybody talks about, cause we were born in that Jetson era. We where were, we thought we were going to be in uh, flying cars. It was going to be great. Yeah. You could press a button and yeah. whatever just you wanted whatever was you there wanted was instantly. There. You'd have your, your prime rib dinner yep. out. You'd want your new clothes washed and, you know, it was just right in the closet and it was all set up and dry oh, cleaned. Oh, you just had to, it would spin, spin. and spin and yep. spin and then you could just pick what you wanted. Pick what you wanted, yeah. yeah. Nope. So instead, nothing's changed. It's the same thing. We just have the internet. Yay. You know, but no, I always, I always laugh at idiocracy. I think that's, I think that's where we're heading. I don't know, but, it's not but, great. It, but no, but I see the signs. I think we're heading to Wally where yeah, everybody is. That's kind of like idiocracy. Where yeah. everybody's just sitting in the chair yeah. and they get their blue drink or their red drink. Yeah. Yeah. They can't walk. Yeah. No. And I sitting mean, on a ship watching yeah. TV. No. And there's some really creative creative folks out there. I mean, there's some really, really cool things. I, I hate to bag it that much because we are in a pretty cool time of, you know, because the internet for every 50 things I could hate about the internet, there's 50 things that are just like mind blowingly insane Yeah, about it. Yeah. And that's really kind of the, the, like the, the scale that's bouncing up and down. Yeah. However, yes. Next week, yeah. I can't wait. We are taking a sharp left turn. Yes. And we are going into, and and we're going to talk about the Dyatlov Pass incident, yes. turns out, is what it was called. Yes. And I'm super excited. Yeah. 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 I've already done my research. <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah. I can't wait, because yeah. this is a, it's, it's a, just weird story. There are 75 theories. 75 as theories. To yeah. What happened? Which, folks, we're not going to get into all 75, but. I mean. We'll try. Maybe. Yeah, we'll try. But, but yeah, I mean, it's really just 75 active theories. So, guys, now's your chance. Do you want us to do our usual time? Or do you want us to go all in? Do you want to learn all that you can learn about the Dyatlov Pass incident? What are you saying? That we actually do like a We do the full thing. The full thing. (laughs) And go way off into the... No. I don't know. Because there's like research Frank that's like, yeah, let's do that. And then there's editing Frank that's like, no, I don't want to do that. (laughs) Not that there's much to editing, but I got to at least listen to the whole thing. Yeah. 
I don't know. We'll have to we'll have to figure that out. But I'm excited about it. Yeah. It's so a am I. Uh, it's a very uh, these are those little kind of uh, sparsely like sprinkled out topics that we've put in the rotation that you know we do these others because I honestly I'm I'm a little glad I'm glad I'm always glad we do a subject after but I didn't really know how satanic panic was going to work out because I know how you and I are about it. Yeah. I think the nice part of it is is we're kind of different in our own ways with it, but. But we went through it. We did. At, at the same time. We did. And so we have that uh, that commonality. That and other people just kind of beat it to death. Um, there are podcasts but, about it. There actually yeah. is a BBC podcast about the um, the preschool. Yeah, yeah. The, the case in Canada. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the name of it offhand. Yeah, but yeah. But if you search for it, you can find it. And I... Mm-hmm. I listened. And it's the thing was, is it was going around the world too. It was. It wasn't it was. just here in the States. No, it, it was. It was it going was around all over. And, and again, I think that's, I think it's another signified bit of the technology. Yeah. I think the technology just brought a spot where people just couldn't handle a certain amount of information. Yeah. People and, fear what they don't know. You know, or just get overwhelmed. And again, yeah. when you get overwhelmed, like I said, it's self-defense. It's a self-defense mechanism to panic. It really yeah. is. And I mean, you get the steadiest people, you know, even the fighter pilots and stuff like that. They have their moments. Well, yeah, everybody has I their mean, breaking point where they're just like, wait, 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 wait stop. And if it just keeps going and going, then people just, ah. But they can and, be swayed pretty easily, especially oh, if yeah. they're in that moment of doubt or questioning. Yeah. Or if you really, we were talking about this yes or last episode. Where if you want to believe something, you will believe it. You will and believe you will it. See it, and yeah. you can, you can make it a self fulfilling you know, prophecy. The moment you know, we spoke about it last episode, where you know, the moment you say, "Oh well, I'll check this out," you're already giving yourself the yes. openness to and you're to also believe it. Already giving it. That's credence. what I love about shows that are like the way they did the Nexium cult. I thought was great. On, it was good. What was it, Netflix or Hulu or something like whatever streaming service it was? Uh, but, I think it was actually an HBO or um, Showtime yeah, series. I whatever it was, yeah. I thought it was brilliant how they did that because if you never heard of them, like they showed, yeah, they, they did the path of like what it would feel like going into that as a member. They did. Like, they really did that well. They took like, you from. They were talking about how, like, oh, and we were doing and this, and this is great. And, what and you then, could do. And, and then, like, halfway through, like, the set. I think they did, like, two whole episodes like that, where it was just yeah. amazing. And it's the buildup. And then, like, the third episode, you're halfway into the series. And then this happened. And you're just like, yep, here we go. You know. All right. And, I mean, like I said, if you knew about it, you saw it all coming. But I was envisioning that as being, like, a first-time viewer right like understanding that and you'd be looking there and be like these guys are really great you know oh my Mm -hmm. god they might actually it's funny because when it first came out um in the podcast you could hear them all saying in the first couple episodes they're like yo i would have been in yeah they're like they would have had me yeah i would have been buying courses yeah i would have been doing it and then you'd still be listening to the podcast and in a couple weeks they're like holy shit Yeah, and that's the thing is, like, I remember watching it, and I just had those same feelings yeah. of, like, when those girls were in the break room. Mm-hmm. 
talking about it. It's just like, nah, nah, I know where this is going. You know, I, I know exactly where this is going. Yeah. And it just amazed me. I think what amazes me the most about all this is how far people will go. Yeah. Like that Canadian chick and the Nexium. She got freaking branded. Yeah. Like, you know, there was a small point where I was feeling bad for her. Very small. But there was a point where I'm just looking. I'm like, you, you knew exactly what you were doing. You were, yeah. you know, she had her own chapter. Yeah. She's bringing all these people. She brought Allison, what was it, Allison Smart? Allison Mack. Or Allison Mack. She brought her in. She did, yeah. You know, I mean, that's just, uh, like, and then you're in this room, like, just the way it was, like, the texting and all that stuff and having yeah. the person texting all. And I'm just looking. I'm like, what the hell? And that's where I look at, like, people getting into coaching. I yeah. can see it. Coaching is the same thing. And I know... Folks, I know there's people that coach and they're probably great coaches mm -hmm. probably, but, but I think there's a point where like, look at the star power and just the worshiping Anthony Robbins fucking God and, and gets, I mean, like there's people that just worship the ground he walked on Yeah, and I'm sorry, this goes back to, this is pretty much like Bible 101 first commandment shit. Mm -hmm. You don't make anybody into a God yeah. there's, you Thou know, shalt not have strange gods before me. Yeah. And when you create someone and this is, I think the problem you with really celebrity don't want to talk about him. Yeah. But I'm just saying, I, I think that's the problem with celebrity and stuff like that is the problem is you prop up somebody and yeah. it's impossible for them not to feel like a God. Yeah. Yeah. You're giving them power like a God. Yeah. I mean, when somebody's walking around and they got personal handlers and security, yeah. whatever, you know, just the whole thing. And they don't, they can do whatever they want. They can get whatever they want. That's God's status. Yeah. And the, and the public eye, I'm not mm -hmm. saying in the whole celestial sense, yeah. but, but you're giving somebody a, a God status and you watch them all. They all get built up. They all do the same thing. It doesn't matter whether it's male, female, whatever. No one's excluded from it. I think there's only so much a person can take till their humility is a hundred percent stripped away. Yeah. And that's where you get these, these types of groups, which I was talking about earlier, the outlier groups yeah. that, that function out of here. And like I said, there's good coaches. And then you have these other ones that are, eh. there's good celebrities. You got these other ones that are, eh, you know, taking yeah. it a little too far. So folks, thank you so much. Yes. We love you all. We do. We hope we'll you're uh, next week. Same bat channel. We hope you're looking forward to Die Out Love Pass as much as we are. I'm pretty excited about yeah, it. Yeah, it's going to be nice. Yeah. It's going to be real nice. And nice kind of difference. Uh, different. Yeah. Yeah. Dare I say a different part of the trail? That's a, It gets pretty weird, man. It sure does, it man. It sure does, man. So, um, what do we got? No Ouija boards. No Ouija boards. No dolls. No dolls. No capes. Mm -hmm. No blood rituals. No blood rituals. No cults. We doing no cults? We going We're on doing that? no cults. All right. We got a harsh no cult stance here. Yeah. 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 So we hope you have a wonderful day. We hope you have a beautiful week. We do. And as always, make good choices. Take care, folks. <laughs>